Hi, I'm Jaylene Cruz. I'm Miss Grand Gibraltar, and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Hello, everyone. Good evening in, in Australia, but it's good morning over in Gibraltar, where my special guest is Miss Grand Gibraltar, Jalen Cruz. Jalen, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Very excited and nervous. <laughs> now, first things first, you were telling me about telling me the story about how you got your name. And I certainly <laughs> have not ever encountered a Jalen before. So would you like to recount to our lovely audience exactly how you got your unusual name? <laughs> so my father's name is Jason and my mom's name is Lynette and um, they had a lot of time on their hands. Um, so they kind of mixed their names together and they came up with Jaylene. <laughs> how many times have you had to tell that story? Many, 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 many times. <laughs> And how many other Jaylins? I mean, you mentioned that you had met one Jaylin the other day, but how many other Jaylins have you met? Mm, not, not many. No, I actually got a follow on Instagram from another Jaylin, um, <laughs> but I think years ago, and I messaged her saying, "Oh, hey, we have the same name," and she never replied to me. <laughs> you scared her off. It must be a Jaylin fan club out there. Um, why don't we actually I want to ask you because I believe you attended the Pride Festival, was it yesterday? Yes, just just briefly. I, I had a bit of time and I thought I'm better I gotta I gotta drop in. Yeah, um because um I saw that Faith was emceeing or hosting or, or something like that. How how yeah. was it? How did it go? It was amazing. It's something relatively new in Gibraltar. So it's kind of this huge celebration of pride it, it's so important it's so significant um especially as in gibraltar was such a small community we're kind mm. of we're kind of getting there no um getting with the times a little bit so it's really nice to see all the diversity and just things that we don't usually see in jib so there was some performances there were drag queens singers it was incredible i love anything pride <laughs> i i don't quite understand drag queens but i know a lot of pageant queens are very very interested in drag queens i keep talking about rupaul's drag race and insisting that i watch it um I yeah i what um obviously i've interviewed faith who for those of you watching if you're not familiar uh, is the current miss world gibraltar yeah. and i found it fascinating talking about gibraltar or jib <laughs> as as you guys call it which I had never heard, well, I'd heard of Gibraltar and I've heard of the rock of Gibraltar, but I had no idea that there was on the, you know, the southernmost tip of the Spanish sort of the, the peninsula, mm. there's this little part that's still UK. And it's <laughs> this really fascinating melting pot of all these diverse cultures from, yeah. from what I've seen. What, um, I mean, what has your experience in Gibraltar been like? Were you born and bred there? Did you move there? What's a typical day yeah. in the life like? I am, uh, as we call it in, in Gibraltar, I am a Janita 100%. So my parents are from Gibraltar, my grandparents are from Gibraltar, 
and then my great grandparents is where you start to see a bit of diversity. So my right. I think my great grandmother is is Spanish. Then I have a great grandfather who was Irish. Just wow. a really random mix of um, of culture and, and people. I, I love Gibraltar. I mean, it's warm. I love the the climate. <laughs> Um, and I think just the people are really supportive, really, really friendly. Um, obviously, we're, we're very, very small. So sometimes for opportunities, we need to travel abroad. So for an example, for university, I moved over to, to Liverpool for four years. I'm a oh, wow. scouser. Okay. <laughs> Liverpoolian. Um, but actually now we've just got a university. So in the last, I think, three, four years, they've opened a university here. So a lot of people are actually going through... The, the Gibraltar University. So we, we actually have a bit more opportunity here now. It, um, it, it, I mean, you, you trace sort of, you know, you're from Gibraltar, born and bred, your parents, and then back to your grandparents. So, and you sound like you love it. And this is something that sounds familiar <laughs> with from when I was talking to Faith. It sounds like an amazing place. She kept mentioning the people. I mean, you said the climate's warm. She kept saying that the people are very loving and warm yeah. as well. Um, do you have any desire to, I mean, you said you traveled like for, for university to Liverpool, which is quite different. Um, it's certainly not warm in the UK, no. but would you, do you have any desire to, to maybe somewhere down the track, move somewhere else or live somewhere else? Or you sound like you love Gibraltar so much. It sounds like you'd be happy to stay there. I think I'm, I'm very family orientated. So I love spending time with my family. So I think, it would be really, really difficult for me um, to, to move abroad. I mean, I enjoyed my time away, but I was craving to come back and be here at home, the food, the jokes, going to the beach with my family. It's just, I don't know, it's the, it's the little things, it's the simple things. How did you find the uh, climate in Liverpool? <laughs> the, um, the the warm warm Liverpool weather. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I, I was um, down by the Mersey every single day. <laughs> no, I actually was because I lived just by just by the Mersey. So just by right. Okay. So I had a really good time because obviously the way that it works in Gibraltar is that if a couple of Gibraltarian people go to study, they usually try and kind of stick together. Some people, some people don't, obviously, but I kind of stayed with some friends that I had um, from Gibraltar. So even though I had the uni experience of meeting new people, being in a different mm. city, a different country, I still had my friends from home, which to this day, they're still my, my best friends. So, I mean, I mean, it's nice. I think when you're traveling abroad, obviously you want to try some of the new things, but also to, to have some of your roots and some some of your friends who are familiar with where you're at. I mean, you mentioned that you love the food. How was <laughs> the food over in Liverpool? Was that a bit of a culture shock at all? Well, um, it's very typical that in Gibraltar, we kind of pack all the local produce. So mm -hmm. my tomate frito, my arroz frillante, which is a Spanish friend of rice, <laughs> my... Um, um, I don't know, just lots of different things. Um, what's it called? Pan rajao, bre um, breadcrumbs. Oh, wow, so okay. In the UK, they use panko, panko breadcrumbs. Panko, 
Yeah. Well, here, here in Spain, in Gibraltar, we they use a, a different kind of um, a different kind. So we kind of all ship it, ship it over, and we share amongst ourselves. So like, oh, she has she has tomato frito left. <laughs> so it sounds like you didn't really. I mean, what did you think of the well, UK uh, cuisine, let, let, so to speak? <laughs> well, um, I had to. I'd had like <laughs> chip, I had a, a chip butty um, oh, and gravy. What did, what did you think of the chip butty? That I'm from Australia. Like we, I'm not quite. We we don't quite do what you said, but we have a lot of fresh local produce here, and I think we're very spoiled in Australia. We have, for example, seafood, probably some of the best seafood in the world. I mean, you guys are on the ocean, so I'm sure you've got great seafood. But there's really fresh produce, and it's really difficult to get bad food here. And then when I went to the UK, there was I was a bit shocked. There was chip butties, and then there was the pub food, which sometimes was really good, but sometimes was swimming in a pile of grease. And <laughs> it took me a bit of getting used to. Did your experience, was that similar to your own at all? The thing is, is that... I, I love food, so okay. I equally I equally would really really enjoy a Weatherspoons, okay. <laughs> like the same as well maybe not the same but the same as I'd enjoy some um, some local food some food from home. Wow, but we're, okay. we're kind of the same. We have access to really good food here, um, yeah. fresh fresh fish. And then in in Spain mostly we get a lot of good meat as well. I I'm more of a fish of a fish girl but um we are lucky we eat very well here <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm surprised to hear i mean weather spoons oh, yeah did you uh, weather spoons was it tgif as well that thank god it's fridays and all these other... yes jack Dan daniels double glazed barbecue ribs i actually was vegetarian for for about a year and okay. then i met my 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 partner my boyfriend and he was obviously super upset that I was vegetarian. <laughs> um, and then one night I just said, I'm going to order myself a, a rack of ribs. <laughs> so I went from being completely vegetarian to eating ribs, my first comeback meal. How, how was that for you? I mean, I was a vegan for a year, but I would have like one day of the week where I would eat kind of anything I wanted. But for being a vegetarian for a year to, to eating ribs, did you get back to it pretty easily or was it a bit of a shock? I just felt that I was, I've never been a huge meat eater at all, at yeah. all. So when I went, when I turned vegetarian, or I tried to be a really good vegetarian and I just started craving it, but craving all the, all the, all the bad, all the bad stuff, the ribs, kebab, burgers. That's what I would crave. So I thought, I'm not being true to myself here. It's not fair. Although I do, I try to not eat a lot of meat. Fish, I find it hard to cut down on just because of the area that we live in. But I, I am a bit, I am conscious of not overindulging in meat. But um, it's hard, especially when you go out for, for dinner, for lunch here. It's, there's not a lot of vegetarian or vegan options available i think we've got one one vegan restaurant in gibraltar right one. okay i mean fish I'm, I'm not going to argue with you i mean fish i think you can easily live on fish and there's a lot of variety when you when you went vegetarian was it just was it out of 
a health reason? Was it just an experiment that you wanted to see how it went? It was more for the ethical side of it, animals. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was like when you, when you watch a couple of documentaries of how yeah. meat is sourced and it, it, it really impacts you. And I thought this, this can't, this can't be. My dad is actually a pescatarian. Yeah. He, he's kind of like you. He indulges every now and again, but for the majority, he's, he's pescatarian. He doesn't really have chicken or, or red meat or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I think because I, when I was vegan, it was probably five or 10 years ago. And I think back then, because similarly to yourself, I saw some of those documentaries. I don't know if they were the same documentaries, but they're pretty shocking. Um, mm -hmm. But what I came to realize was that they were filmed mainly in America. And mm -hmm. in America, because of the size of the population, they do need to do things pretty differently, like huge factories with slaughterhouses. And um, someone said, if if, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, everyone would be vegetarian. And mm -hmm. after I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to to do the right thing, so to speak. But I think since then, there's been a lot more effort put into animals being treated ethically. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously... They, they used to have to kill them to eat them, but mm -hmm. done in a relatively painless way, hopefully. But um, no, I'm with you. I, I'd be happy to probably live off fish. And sounds like you've got a lot of good seafood where you're at. Um, we should probably mention the pageant. You have a rather <laughs> you have a rather large pageant coming up, um, one of the biggest in the world. Um, but I I don't know anything about your pageant history, and I don't think I don't know much about Gibraltarian pageants, full stop. I mean, as as I was when I was saying to Faith, I looked up Miss World and I was amazed to find that Gibraltar has actually won Miss World yeah. not that long ago. So I was like, okay, it might be tiny, but you're mighty. So um, tell me, how did you get into pageants to begin with? Um, in in Gibraltar, there is one pageant. Um, okay. Well, well, now now there's a few others, but really there's one big main pageant, which yeah. is Miss Gibraltar. Yeah. Um, and that's been going on for for as long as I can remember. My mom actually entered in 1993, um, and she played second princess and Miss Miss Personality. So I kind of grew up seeing this massive um, frame of my mom at home when it was in yeah. my granny's house with her sash, kind of, you know. <laughs> and I thought. Like it was the coolest thing in the world. It was I, I couldn't believe that my mom. It, it was yeah. just magical. It was kind of out of touch for me. And yeah. as I as I got got older, like the Miss Gibraltar winner always has a lot of presents in Gibraltar. So it was always something mm. I looked up to. I always wanted to be Miss Gibraltar. And as I got older, um, I always thought, well, I'm going to enter. I'm going to enter. And then I did. And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And the pageant was cancelled. Yeah. And it was not until three years after I had initially entered. So the pageant never came to fruition. The pageant just never happened. Right. Um, everything was cancelled. I did my initial photograph and that's it. <laughs> the The applications came out again and I thought, you know what? I don't know, is it a bit past, past my, is it, has my moment passed? Because. Yeah. In Gibraltar, many of the many of the contestants are, are quite young, yeah. and I was I was um, twenty five, going to be twenty six that year. And I thought, you know what, 
I'm going to give it a go. And I'm so happy that I did. But so it, actually, it was my first pageant experience. Wow. Pageant. I, I've done other things. I did, I've done, I've modeled a lot in Gibraltar for local designers, for international designers. I've been really, really lucky. Um, yeah. But it's so different. The pageant world is so different to, yeah. to modeling. And I think that's one thing that I'm really, really trying to learn about and put myself out there and grow in confidence because if what I what I felt in the pageant world is that if, I, if, you, don't, if you don't believe in yourself, mm. how can you transmit that? And no yeah. one will no one will believe you. So it's finding that inner confidence and 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 learning about where you're going, what you're doing. It's just so different. It's the more I, I, I learn about the pageant world, the more I realize how big it, it mm. actually is. Well, I mean, it sounds like actually in Gibraltar that especially the Miss Gibraltar position is quite well recognized. I know that mm. when, um, when Gibraltar won Miss World that you guys had a basically a homecoming ceremony <laughs> and it was a public holiday from, you know, that would never happen here in Australia. Um, but... <laughs> In terms of scale, I mean, you guys have a population of what about thirty thousand, I think. Yeah. And then now, yeah, now it's going... up to like thirty-two. 32 right. And then you're going to compete at Miss Grand, where the stadium conceivably could have ten thousand people <laughs> by itself. So, what what parts? I mean, you said that you've modelled fairly extensively, but this is your first pageant experience. Mm -hmm. Which parts did you find? the most challenging? Um, the stamina of being in a good headspace. Okay. That was the thing that I found most challenging, especially in, in Gibraltar. Everyone knows you. So, mm. and everyone knows kind of your background, who your parents are, who your friends are, where you work. And um, they know all the other contestants, their family, where they work, and kind of just hearing... Ah, porque it's a, you, 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 I think you're going to win. And then the other one's like, oh, well, no sé, it's a poquito difícil. It's a bit hard um, for you to, and I just, it's really difficult to not get kind of roped into all of that. So I just try to stay really, really calm, focused, and just focus on myself and not on my other competitors because at the end of the day, I want yeah. them to be their best version of themselves equally as I want to be the best version of myself. So that's the one thing that I found um, the hardest. My mom has been exceptional with, with me. Um, my brother as well. Um, just, they always keep me grounded and keep me focused. So I'm very, very grateful. And my boyfriend, Frank, before he watches this, he <laughs> gets mad at you for not mentioning him. Um, is so uh, because we've already mentioned that in Gibraltar the people are very loving and very warm, and as you said, very. because of the size of it, almost everyone knows everyone. <laughs> so, am I right in saying that that's probably like a double-edged sword? Like it's a good thing, but it can also be a very challenging thing, particularly in a pageant. Yes. Um... So one thing I, I, I really wanted to, to keep during the whole pageant experience is that I wanted to come across as myself. Mm. I didn't want to get lost in all of this um, 
I love glam. I was still the, the best version of myself, but glam. <laughs> but I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose, I didn't want the audience or the people to lose sight of who I was because mm. it, it, is, it is my identity. I just wanted to, like, as I said before, to show the best version of myself. I didn't want to get too caught up in changing who I was or pretending to be something that I'm not. I think that I, I'm super proud of myself. And for really keeping to my values and coming across as the person that I am during during the pageant, um, and I think I won this interview, so I think that was um, reflected in my interview that I wanted to be genuine, glam, but mm -hmm. genuine and and myself. Tell me, um, I mean, congratulations on winning interview because Thank I don't you. know how much you know, but for a lot of pageant girls, interview is the most stressful and confronting part the the stage is easy it's when you have to open your mouth that sometimes it can be a bit more challenging but i, I want to ask who are you or who is Jalen? and I don't, I don't mean that in a weird way but like you talked about <laughs> beliefs and values and i think it's very important and i'm sure you found this that as you go through your pageant journey you do have to ask yourself well who am i what mm -hmm. do i stand for what do i believe in because there's so many things that you could stand for mm -hmm. so along your journey I mean, if you had to describe or your friends had to describe you in a few words, what are the first words they would use to describe Jaylin? Um, honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, loud. I think loud. I'm, I'm quite, uh, I'm a big personality. Um, <laughs> okay, I, good. I can be a big personality. Yeah. Um, and fun. Yeah, I think those are the those those are the, the kind of keywords I I consider myself to be quite a genuine person. Kind of what you see is what you get. Um, there's no kind of I'm not showing you one thing and I've got a, another agenda at all. And um, if I'm not in agreement with something, if it's not the situation that I need to say, actually, I don't agree with that because it's not appropriate. Um, I'll mm -hmm. just keep to myself, but most of the time, um, I will be able to say my my piece in the most politically correct way possible. <laughs> I, I was going to ask when you say honest, I didn't think you meant like you don't lie, because hopefully most people don't lie. But no. is it is it like being very straightforward and saying what's on your mind? Um, I just, I'm not going to pretend to when if, if someone asks me oh do you like my dress i'm not going to say yeah 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 i'll say as <laughs> I'll, I'll say i really like the color but actually i think maybe a different um dress would favor you mm. i mean and, and i i appreciate those 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 qualities in, in people i yeah. don't want someone to give me a dishonest opinion because if not i'll make lots of mistakes and probably probably not 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 move forward in in in, yeah. in anything i'd rather have honesty honesty is the best policy it i mean it's very important obviously being honest and i think having a group of friends around you that will actually tell you the truth in a politically correct way or hopefully not too course, blunt yeah. way i don't ever want to come across as as offensive or 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 anything like that. That's what I said before. If I need to keep quiet, I will. Um, but with the right people and 
the people the people yeah. within within my circle it's important to be honest of course is it is that something that has always been important to you because there are a lot of people in this day and age who just want to be told everything is great and if they get told anything else they find it very offensive and then start complaining about how they've been been offended i'm not one of those people i mean i might not like to hear that what i'm doing is terrible but i'd rather <laughs> you tell me now so i can fix it has that always been a quality for yourself uh yes yes yeah i've i've always i've always been like this and it, it got me into trouble when i was younger yeah it will um, but obviously as you as you grow older you learn that at the end of the day people have have their own feelings and they're entitled to, to their own emotions. Yeah. I don't ever want to hurt anyone with, you know, I'm not going to give you my opinion if you, if you haven't asked for it. But I do consider myself to be genuine, honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean, but I, I just want to ask a bit of a silly question. I mean, can you remember a time as a kid growing up when you got into trouble for being a little yeah. too honest? Yes, yes. Um, I had a parent's well, that's why when you said that I, I had like a little a little giggle because when, when I was younger my um at school we had a parent you know the, the a parent teacher meeting the, the, an open day yeah. and um, the teacher said something of like oh I really helped Jaylene in in XYZ and I just said no you no you didn't and my mom was <laughs> sitting beside me <laughs> sitting beside me grabbing my legs <laughs> Like keep quiet, keep quiet, and we'll talk about this when we're home. Um, but I, yes, yes. <laughs> what 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 was your teacher's response to that? <laughs> she wasn't very happy. She covered it. You told it up. the truth, though. I mean, you I told did, the truth, I and did, some... Tell the truth. I think my mom. My mom knows who I am. She she knows that I. The, the same way as I'd say I didn't do it. I didn't. I yeah. didn't help or contribute to this. Yeah. Equally, she would say, um, she, she, "She knows that I would be. I would be honest about that. Like, Mom, I actually didn't do this. But, well, actually, yes, I yeah. did." So when I said that, she probably thought she's right, or she's trying to get away with 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 something. But I, it, I'm not like that. I think she probably was grabbing your leg just to keep you quiet. Not that she thought you were lying, but just don't, don't tell us now. Tell us later. Yeah, tell me more a little bit about your family. You've mentioned your mum on multiple occasions and your family. And yeah. You already said your family is hugely important to you. And now we're talking about honesty. I, I find that those sorts of values, you can only have them if it's like imprinted on you yeah. by your family. It's very unlikely that you'll be very honest if your parents and your grandparents are just very, very <laughs> dishonest. So it, it can happen, but not often. How important is family to yourself? <laughs> they are everything, everything to me. Um. Everything that I do, I kind I going back to my mom here, but my mom is, is my best friend. I have a super, super, super good relationship with my mom. I mean, we are a mother and a daughter. We do, we do bicker. Um, yeah. But I, I know that she will always have my back. And if I ever needed to ask for a, a truthful opinion, mm. uh, and, or I needed, some, I needed to hear something that was not necessarily good or nice to listen to, I know that she'd be able to yeah. to do that for me. My dad is super honest as well, and my brother, really all on my family. Sounds like everyone. Yes, <laughs> my, my my grandmother, my my mama, um, she is a she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, 
<laughs> she is, she's very, very honest, <laughs> but she's very funny. So I think people love her for, for that. She's hilarious, but brutally honest. It sounds like you wouldn't have much patience for dishonesty in your life. No, no. I'd rather just people be clear cut, tell it how it is, and I'll say, okay, I appreciate that way more. Way, yeah. way more. And have actually, you had an... sorry. You can you go. No, 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 no it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I, I was just going to ask because you mentioned that your mum had competed in Miss Gibraltar back in 93. Have yeah. you had any conversations with her? I mean, I imagine you did, but have you had any conversations with her about you and your pageant journey? Have you asked her for advice? Have you guys talked about how pageantry has changed in the last, I'm looking at my calendar, 30 years? Gee, 1903 to 2023, <laughs> it's 30 years. Have you had any of those sorts of conversations? Yes. We watched her Miss Gibraltar pageant um, together. Oh, yeah. When the four of us, me, my brother, my mom. And my father, my dad, wasn't present during during the Mr. Border Paddy. He said he couldn't face it. He couldn't. He couldn't face it because he didn't like seeing her on stage back oh. in the day. Back okay. In the day. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Back in the day, but no, he's he's super proud of her. And he's super proud of me. Um, but yes, it, it's so different, but so um, similar at the same time. So. The way yeah. that it works in Gibraltar is like the pageant goes out for, for tender sort of thing. So each mm. person puts their, puts their stamp, their own, their own flair on the Miss Gibraltar pageant. And when my mum did her pageant, it was being organised by this local designer called Eduardo Viotto. And he's um, in Gibraltar. He's a very well-known name. Um, sadly, he passed away quite early on in his life but his impact remains to, to this day. I've grown up mm. um, listening um, to my mom talk about Eduardo Viotto. Actually, there's a shoot coming out soon um, where I was able to wear one of his dresses. So I was going to say, I'm sure I'd seen, I'd heard that that name sounds familiar and I think it's got been through trolling your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, Kelvin, which is our director this year, actually, yep. it's the first time he, he's, he's got the Mr. Walter pageant and he really, really, really threw himself into it. And it, mm. it's quite similar to my, to my mum's, where the, the, girls oh, are wow, seen, okay. the girls are seen quite a lot. There's a lot of routines, group routines. Mm. And my mum is kind of, um, it's similar, obviously not the same, yeah. uh, but similar. So my mom's pageant, they would all sit down and have a dinner. It wasn't, oh, it wow. wasn't a show. It was, it was a whole event. They would sit down and have dinner. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Uh, it was done in, I think it was in the old casino in Gibraltar, but they've done Miss Gibraltar in, everywhere. They did, um, they did, they hosted one in St. Michael's Cave. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, in, that would be something. In, in Gibraltar, they've done one obviously yeah. in a sports complex, but the venue, the most beautiful venue for me personally, is the Alameda Gardens, which is where we yeah. were able to do ours. It's and it's actually the Cayana de Rino won um, her pageant the year that they did it in Alameda Gardens. So it has that oh, kind wow. of okay. 
I mean, it looked absolutely stunning. I, I saw bits and pieces of it, and the lighting and the whole thing looked really well lit and dramatic. It, it looked like a proper show, which I have to say, very often these days in, in pageantry, you don't get that. You're just like at some dingy place, and there's the girls up on some stage, and it looks terrible. But your guys, the, the production, if it's his first time, Kelvin doing it, I mean, he did an amazing job. Um, I know. From, from what I've seen. Um, but I need to back back up a little bit because you said your dad wasn't <laughs> couldn't watch your mum no. competing. No. Do you happen to know the story of how your dad met your mum? Because, I mean, he's married. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how did your dad meet your mum? Was it after Mr. Broder? Was it before Mr. Broder? What it happened there? Um, my, so my mum would walk home from, from what, I don't know, from where she, she doesn't, I don't know, she didn't specify, but she would, she would walk home and she would see my dad in his car because cars are a big thing in Jib. Everyone has a, a really nice car. We try to okay. have, like the youngsters try and have cool cars. I mean, you can't uh, <laughs> drive anywhere, but okay, we I mean, have a nice car. <laughs> I know. We drive to Spain. So I think that's everyone's excuse. Oh, okay. Not, right. we, so we need uh, a good car so we, that we can drive in, in, in Spain okay. safely. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Um, and he would drive by my mum and she would think he's a bit odd and <laughs> he's stalking me <laughs> um, and then her friends are like why, why didn't you give it a go why didn't you give it a go so one day she got on his car I mean oh. it sounds really dodgy but since because everyone in Gibraltar <laughs> knows everyone you okay. know like he's she kind of she knew him and his okay, sister yeah. so it's not just she's hopping into a random guy's car like <laughs> um and the rest is history wow she, she actually really really enjoyed spending time with him so that's how they met what's that, that series how i met your mother no <laughs> <laughs> But I think this is a uniquely Gibraltarian love story because, as you said, I, no other country would I recommend getting into a strange man's car. I wouldn't try it here in Sydney, and I certainly would have done it in the UK in Liverpool. Um, but I just think it's so funny that you, your mum's first impression was that he was odd. I thought you were going to say, oh, he's good looking, or he's got a nice car. No, he was odd. Um, and so he, he wasn't super keen on the idea of your mum competing at Mr. Gibraltar then. No, no, and even when when I entered, he was he was a bit apprehensive. He would say, "But, Jaylene, you're the most beautiful girl anyway. Why are you entering?" And oh. like, that's that's not the point, Dad. As I guess it's <laughs> whole, the whole journey I might might be really really beautiful to you, but there are so many other beautiful girls out there. Like, and it's not just about the the prettiest girl. It's mm. it's not it's not just about that. It's your personality confidence yeah, who you yeah, are and yeah. who, what you stand for as a person all of that comes across and they really really un, un, it really really makes you unpick who you are um in pageantry yeah. especially yeah. for the for the interview that interview prep is it's mm. it's hard yeah it's challenging you ask yourself some difficult questions but that's how you mm -hmm. i think find out who you really are and then you can give some really good thought uh, thought provoking answers during the interview i mean your dad wasn't able to watch your mum was your dad able to watch you that would have been worse he was how did <laughs> yeah, he, he find it did he enjoy it did he not he watch was he covering his eyes the whole time <laughs> my dad is not a crier at all my mum says that um that she saw him shed a tear 
when I came when I oh. came out of my when I came out in my evening gown. <laughs> so has he changed his mind about pageants now? Um, I'd like to think so. Even <laughs> if it's just a little bit. <laughs> it, I think when it comes down to it, he's just really, really proud of me, and he's one of these people that he he again another person that grounds me. Don't lose sight mm. of who you are. Just be the best version of yourself. Is the advice I keep on guessing. Is uh, I mean, you sound like a very humble person, and your whole family sounds pretty <laughs> humble as well. So, is it really when you say grounds you? I mean, it doesn't sound to me like there's a huge danger in you thinking <laughs> that you know I, you're the best person in the world. So, when you say ground you, do you mean like in a different way, or is it just keeping you like centered and focused? I think keeping me centered, focused, and calm. Because it's really, really easy to just, you know, there's so many beautiful contestants and yeah. and um, and there's only, I think, 24, 25 of us yeah. um, at the moment. And they are all stunning. And you can just see through their Instagrams, like they, they're so experienced and... Yeah. so out there and it's really easy to to feel um maybe not the right word intimidated by, yeah. by, these, yeah. by, by these beautiful by these beautiful women but i'm sure that they've all gone on their own journey and i actually yeah. listened to your podcast um with miss grand paraguay yeah and she, she spoke um she spoke quite nicely um about it how yeah. she just really wants to stay focused focus on herself she knows what's coming up and how she's going to do it and really she's you can see that she's really she's got this huge platform but she's always bringing bringing mm. it back into herself refocusing and moving forward and I thought that was really lovely for her to the way that she phrased it was really really beautiful well she she has been through um and obviously when you go over there you'll meet her but I I interviewed Malia previously about a year or two ago and that was when she was competing in the Miss USA system. And she's been through some very big mental health battles. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that really struck me interviewing her this time is how much she's learned from mm -hmm. those struggles, um, particularly, as you said, putting herself first um, and not necessarily doing what everyone else thinks she should do or mm -hmm. wants her to do. She's putting herself first. And I think a lot of people think that's selfish, but I think it's I think yeah. of it completely the other way. I think you have to do that. I don't think you can live your life for other people. I mean, have you been in touch with any of your other Miss Grand sisters, like over message or anything like that, getting ready to meet up with them? Well, Malia um, made a WhatsApp group. That's so we're, right, all, yes. we're all on this on this WhatsApp group. And we, we say, like, good, good morning. And the other one is, it's, it's nighttime. Good night. Yeah? Yes. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. And we send the the time. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but it, it we're all kind of commenting on each other's photos. Um, yeah. Boosting e each other up because. Yeah. Good. It's incredible. I, I'm just a completely in awe of everything of everything going on. Completely, completely in awe. Especially as I see myself around I'm, I'm going to be around all of these super experienced 
pageant girls and really successful pageant girls, I, I feel like I have so much to learn off them. And obviously I have my own training going on and, and, yeah. and stuff, but you learn a lot of, of them as well. It's amazing. I, I can't I mean, believe. I, I, I think you're going to have an amazing and a really fascinating time. And I think the fact that maybe you're not as experienced as the others, that can sometimes be an advantage. I mean, you look at some of the biggest pageants in the world and sometimes the girls who've done the best, it's their first ever pageant. So I'm not saying you don't do the work, but sometimes, because sometimes, you know, when you train too much, you can you can lose that sense of self and you can just become like a carbon copy of everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said about remaining authentic to yourself, even down to the walk and your stage presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I got to ask, like, how are you feeling about getting to represent your country on an international stage? It's one of the biggest and most watched pageants in the world. So how are you feeling about that? I just hope that I can do Gibraltar justice. Um I really, really want to put across that we are we are we are really, really warm climate, people, food, energy. Um, we're kind of a melting pot of lots of different cultures, and I, I really want that to 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 come through. So my national costume is actually being designed by a, a local designer, but she's actually wow. part of the Indian community. So I think right. that okay. highlights how how diverse we are so i'm hoping that all of these flavors and really really come through Mm. it's i'm excited but i know i i i'm working i'm working on it i'm working on it good what are the what are the major cultures in gibraltar i i know that you guys are a melting pot obviously there's Mm -hmm. the english the, the uk part then there's the Spanish part. You just mentioned the Indian part. Yes. What, are there other major influences in Gibraltar as well? Yes. We have a, a huge Moroccan influence in Gibraltar okay. because obviously um, the African continent is just... It's just on the other it's, side of the it's, bay. I can, I can literally see it through my window right now. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that close. Yeah. Like I could see it. Um People get a ferry over, and it's about forty minutes, I believe. Might be longer. Quote me if I'm don't quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. um, but I think it's about forty minutes an hour. So we have a really big Moroccan um, Moroccan community in Gibraltar. We have a, a huge Indian community as well. Many, many, um, many, many shops in Gibraltar are owned by by the by members of the Indian community. We have Spanish. Yeah. Then we. We have, we have other people living here. So we have actually quite a big Asian community recently. I see quite a lot of Asian um, people mm. in Gibraltar, but I think that the Moroccan and the Indian community kind of surpass um, for now. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a fascinating melting pot because I think it's always interesting when you see how different cultures can come together in one country, in one country, I mean, Australia is multicultural, but we're we're a lot bigger um, mm-hmm. space-wise. Um, so it wouldn't it wouldn't quite be the same, and obviously a different a different selection of people. Um, 
how how long is it until Miss Grand International? I have trouble keeping up oh, with when oh what's happening when. Oh so it's on October twenty fifth. So four months. Okay. Um, have you ever travelled that far outside of Jib before? I've been to Thailand. I actually, oh, wow, okay. I actually taught in Thailand um, in Bangkok for five weeks, and then I was able to tour some some islands. I went to Koh Phangan and Koh Samui and Koh Tao, but I loved um, Thailand. So I'm really, really excited about being in, in Vietnam. Super, super excited. I keep on Googling <laughs> <laughs> pictures. Pictures, I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to ruin it either, because I, I kind of want to yeah. really feel it when I'm, when I'm there, but I can't help it. Just Vietnam, screw it. I, th I thought you were googling best places to eat or something like that oh. i'm glad to see that yeah. you were yeah. <laughs> you're like the opposite of faith in that way because faith said she's a really picky eater she can't really enjoy most of that stuff you sound like the, you, you sound like you're going to maybe after the pageant i don't know but it sounds like you're going to go crazy and just i mean vietnamese food is oh it, it's amazing there's actually a vietnamese restaurant in in gibraltar oh wow and, and um I'm like a local. You're, I'm you're local. one of the frequent, most frequent customers. What yes. um, on this menu? What are you? What are you having generally? What What do you like in the <laughs> Vietnamese restaurant? I love the vermicelli noodles. The pho, the noodle soup. Yeah. No, not not pho. It's like vermicelli. I do like okay. pho as well, but I don't really right. order it. That's more like a sit down thing. Um, crispy chili beef. My favorite. There's the vegetarian. <laughs> the ex-vegetarian. <laughs> that's, that's why I paused. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, in this day and age, it's much, I mean, you said it's difficult, maybe a bit more difficult in Gibraltar, but in Australia and generally, I think it's much easier now to get really good quality vegetarian food that's really tasty. Like back 10, 20 years ago, I mean, you could have like vegan milk or vegan cheese and oh. it's like, oh, just like no, that's one of the reasons I had to stop being vegan. I, I couldn't get away from cheese. <laughs> but um, tell tell me, so you're you've been to that area before, but I think importantly, you mentioned that you taught there, and I don't want to gloss over that because obviously all of you have lives outside of pageantry. So <laughs> what were you doing over in Thailand teaching? Um, so it was my second year of university they offered this um, program. We all had to apply and I was successful in my application. So we flew over, I can't remember the, the exact name of the school, um, but it was in Bangkok. And um, I was there for five weeks. Um, the school w was kind of, it was kind of all the way until university level, but I only taught within the lower end um, of the school and I taught English there as an additional language so it wasn't it wasn't like um what's it called a TEFL um teaching yeah, English as English. Yeah, foreign language it wasn't so much that I was I did this course and then I went and, and taught it was part of my my university program so I had to do a lot of reflective practice and write-ups of what I was doing mm. um but I I loved it I loved it really 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 cool i was actually it so taken back of how respectful um the thai people are 
And yep. they would call it Crew, crew J. So Teacher J. And they, um, my favorite, favorite thing is that they started um, school every morning with a whole school assembly. And within this assembly, they would dance and do all these um, actions and just set the tone for the day. Yeah. I thought that was so, so nice because nowadays we speak so much about well-being and being mm. active and um, being in a good headspace in education and really homing in on that. And I thought this is the perfect thing to do. Sing and dance first thing in the morning. Inevitably, you're going to be in a good mood. Yeah. Especially how very... Sorry. Especially how these children travel. They travel such really, really long distances to come to this school. So they're exhausted. Bless them. They'll do the, their dance in the morning, have a few sessions, and then they have a nap. Oh, wow. Okay. So they nap. They nap. Um, I can't remember the exact time because it was a few years ago now, but they napped for a few hours during the day. And then... Um, we would go back to class. It sounds very different to the school that I, I was in. I mean, we had assembly, but I assure you, there was neither singing nor dancing. No. Um, I mean, that, that sounds very far removed from the glitz and glamour of pageantry. So, and you said that you loved it. So obviously there's something about that that you loved. So there's a glitz and glam side with the pageantry and the modelling. What was it about the teaching that you loved so much? Um, I love, so I, I qualified to teach um, children with special education needs and disability. That's my, my specialism. And I mm. work in the only special needs school in Gibraltar. Um, so it's kind of, we have a lot of different, a lot of different needs that we need to adhere to in, in one school. Mm. And the thing that I love most about it, I think it's difficult because there are lots of aspects of to it. But sure. the thing that I take the most is kind of the, especially working with children with additional needs, it's kind of the unfiltered view of of life. It's, mm. it's so authentic and so and so real. Um. I love I love my job. The, I learn way more off the kids than they do off off me. Way way more. It's the most rewarding and stressful job um, in in the world. Um, but I'm so grateful that I get to do it every day. Really, really am. That that's a good description of teaching in general: rewarding and stressful. Um, <laughs> Gibraltar, obviously, it's, as you said, the population is only 32,000. So you said this is the only special needs school in Jib. How, how many children are we talking about? So our numbers have, have grown actually quite a bit in the last two, three years. I think there are about 110 pupils wow. okay. within the school. We've got other mainstream schools have LSF, so learning support facilities, for children who are able to access sort of mainstream education, but also have a, a learning need. Yeah. But our school is more for um, more complex needs and right. uh, and um, targets. What, um, what sort of uh, learning needs do you deal with 
on a regular basis. When I was coaching kids, I would have, for example, Down syndrome, mm -hmm. um, kids like that. Uh, we had ADD, ADHD, a few yeah. different ones. What are some of the different conditions that you deal with? So all of the ones you've just you've just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Autism seems to be very very prominent um, in the school, but yeah. there there is you know with autism there are, there are a lot of um, it's comorbid comorbidities. So usually they have another um, disability, whether it might be a chromosome duplication, deletion, yeah. um, cerebral palsy, um, global developmental delay, dyslexia, yeah. just a bit of everything, really. That's, I mean, you've mentioned multiple times that your family keeps you grounded. I've got to imagine that keeps you pretty grounded as well. Mm -hmm. I, I know from working with kids, there's... Nothing better than working with kids just to keep you on a yeah. level and tell you how it is. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> when us adults are freaking out about stuff that doesn't matter, there's nothing quite like just talking to a kid to set you right. Is, <laughs> is that something what you found as well? Um, yes, there's actually a, a little girl in, in, our, in our school. She's not, she's not even in my, in my class, but every time she sees me, she says, mm -hmm. Princess Jaylene. <laughs> she's like, show me Princess Jaylene. And what she wants to see is that she, she wants to see me glammed up. So she wants to see a picture of me <laughs> dressed up. So because when she, when she sees me at school, she probably, she, I don't, I don't, mustn't look the best. Um, <laughs> so she is kind of, she's kind of associated pageant Jaylene as a different, as a different person. So she's so funny. She's like, show me Princess Jaylene. I'm like, I am Princess Jaylene. I'm still a princess now. <laughs> show well, me Princess. Jaylene. <laughs> That's very true, isn't it? It's not the makeup <laughs> that makes the princess. Um, have you have you gone into the school at all with crown and sash? Is that something that ever happens? Well, um, I took it in. I didn't take in the crown because okay, no, I took in the sash. <laughs> I, um, I took in the sash. Um, so, uh, since our children's needs are quite complex, there are. Um, of only a few children who would be able to really understand um, what yeah. the role the, the role that I've been given, but this one girl is completely obsessed. So I let her wear my sash, and she was she now models when walking around school. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but she she's learned a few poses off me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been teaching her in school how to do the different poses? <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. She's the, the cutest, girliest girl ever. So she loves, I show, show her photos and she, she, she loves it. Really, really does. Super, super sweet girl. What's, what's the best part or the most rewarding part about what you do? Um, seeing the children achieve milestones, for sure. And when a family tells you, thank you for supporting mm. us, for supporting me, that is, that's what I take. That's what I take every single time. So any, any milestone, um, for other, for, for outsiders, it could, it seems like the smallest thing. Yeah. But for us, you know, the people that I have to mention, my, my teaching assistants, my learning support NSAs, without mm. them, I am nothing. Um, 
and we are such a good team and we celebrate all the little moments and again when the parent tells me thank you Jeline for supporting me or for without you this wouldn't have been possible I yeah it could be the worst the most awful day but if yeah. you end it if someone tells you says something like that to you it's just my life is made I'm good for the month <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd be tearing up if I I was you. I, I don't know about you. You might be made of sterner stuff than me, but no, it's, at the beginning, you are you are very. It's you kind of get not not desensitized. That's not the right word, but you kind of get used to it because it's so yeah. yeah. It's it's so normal. I suppose it's the same as nurses who work in high pressure, mm. chaotic yeah. situations. The first time, it's very impressionable, and then as time goes on, it kind of becomes less and less impressionable so that is yeah. i mean obviously successes and when a family is hurt or when 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 they're going through hardships it hurts me just yeah. just as much because you you live you live this with, with these families and with these children but yeah. equally you have to become less less you have to become kind of less impressionable by, by all of these things because you need to be that that rock, that support for that family. If I yeah. crumble, how can they exactly. lean on me as, as a support? Yeah, that, that sounds a lot more stressful than pageantry, I can tell you. <laughs> I, I remember... <laughs> I remember working with some of the kids and you were you were talking about like small victories and I, I can't exactly remember, but I think it was one of the children who had Down syndrome and he had finally worked out how to tie his shoelaces up and he was so excited. We were at tennis, um, the tennis camp and he ran up to me. He wasn't calling me Princess Jaylene, I can assure you that. <laughs> but he's like, Adrian, Adrian, look, I, look at what I can do. And he showed me his shoelaces and it took a while for me to work out what he was showing me because he was literally just showing me his shoe with the shoelaces done up. But I knew, it, I, I knew not to dismiss it. There must be something. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. What, what happened? Like, oh, I did the shoelace myself. Like, and when you work with kids like that, you, you realize how like the smallest things can be the biggest victories. I mean, even for us people, like just making it through a day sometimes <laughs> and being, you know, putting a smile on your face can seem like, wow, that was a huge victory. That's, I think that's what I love most about working with kids, just talking to you. It's reminded me, like, a little victory for a kid. And they're so excited to celebrate it and share it. And then sometimes I feel as we get older, we could win the biggest thing in the world and it's not enough and we're yeah. still not happy. Um, yeah. So that's uh, going to be an incredibly rewarding career. I, I, do, I do want to ask, how did you get into that? Was it just sort of by happenstance and you weaved your way into it or was that like from the start you're like this is what I want to do um initially I had applied um for teaching in general um just primary education a primary education course and when I wrote up my personal statement um my head of year they read it all over and just kind of give it the green tick that it can be sent. Um, she said, Jaylene, have you realized that your whole personal statement, most of your personal statement is based on your experience in uh, the Cheshire homes in, in Tangiers. So there is like a, a Cheshire home. So in Gibraltar, many people from Gibraltar head over to Tangiers in Morocco. And there is um, this, it's a place called the Cheshire homes and it works with adults with 
with disabilities. So a lot of money goes over to to this home in in Morocco, and it supports them with whatever they need, um, whatever pertains to them, and whatever their needs are in Morocco. And we were offered a, an experience in in year twelve, so I signed up, and I went over, and I loved it. And I, in my personal statement, I had written about this. She said, "Are you sure mm. that you want to go for primary education?" And that's where everything kind of started changing. I said, yeah, 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 I still want to do primary education. I can always do mm-hmm. um, special needs and disability later on. And once I sent it off, I got all my offers. And I remember leading up to results day saying, mom, you know that I'm not going to uni for, for primary education. My mom had a heart attack, not heart attack, but she was panicking. <laughs> She was like, what do you mean? You've got all your offers and you now yeah. you want to you change it up. Like, Janine, everything is set. You've got your accommodation, like, like mm. in the pipeline. Why are you... We went to visit these universities and I said, no, I'm going to Liverpool to do special needs and disability. And she said, Jaylene, that's not how it works. You need to then take a gap year and reapply next year. And I go, no, mom, like, I'm going to apply through clearing. If I've managed to get an offer for a primary education course, I'll be able to get an offer. If I don't, we'll, we'll play it out after that. So that's what I did. I got all my offers, I declined them, and I went to do special education needs and disability. And the rest is history. <laughs> you, sound, you sound, two things strike me here. One is that you seem to have a fairly clear idea of where it is you want to go, where you want to head. <laughs> And the other one is you seem pretty fearless. I mean, you're, you know, traveling over abroad for your study and then doing work overseas. Um, is that accurate? Fearless to a degree. I mean, obviously everyone I don't has know. No, I, I don't know if I would describe myself as fearless, but my mom has always um, said that in life you have to, <laughs> it's a Spanish turn of phrase, but she, I'm not going to, I don't know what the translation is in English. I'm trying to think of it. But basically, she says that I just push forward in life and whatever life throws at you to face it head on. Um, yeah. that's, that's what I did. <laughs> it's very common for people in Gibraltar to, to, to go over to the UK and, and study. Mm. But maybe going to Thailand and teaching and my Washington experience, I think that's, I think, a bit more fearless than... Yeah. yeah. It does. It does sound... Um... Yeah, I mean, there is that English expression, grab the bull by the horns. Yes. I don't know if that's... Um... Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Is that a Spanish expression? I always no, figured that was no, an English expression. I, I, don't, I don't want to say it because I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> do, it the Spanglish thing, like, do you... I mean, because obviously you're going to be overseas with people who speak, like, all different types of language, but I'm assuming most of the time at Grand it's going to be English. Do you do the the thing that where it's like you speak half a, a sentence in English and then throw in a Spanish word and everyone looks at you a bit confused? Yes. So when when I first moved over to the UK, I found it incredibly difficult to speak mainly mainly in, in English, just because even though a whole education system is English, and I think Faith explained it that kind of the older generation speak more Spanish, and as because yeah. of the system and life television we kind of speak more more English and I still struggled but what would happen is that I would move over speak in English and then when I would come back 
I would struggle to speak in Spanish. And then, so it was kind of like I could never catch up with either. So I'd be over there struggling <laughs> to speak English and then okay. coming back and struggling to speak Spanish. It was only during my, my teaching, my PGCE year, so my qualifying teacher, yeah. uh, qualifying te um, teaching year is where I was in a school with lots of little Scouse children where, <laughs> where super, super, super cute Scouse children, mm. uh, where I, where I had to, to speak full blown English. I kind of even, well, my, my mom said that I even had a bit of a, of a twang, like a, a bit of a scout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to ask how many times did people ask you about where your accent came from? And whether you got a Scouse accent, because the Scouse accent is very, very, very different to your accent. So did you get a lot of people asking you, where's your accent from? A lot of people thought that we were Irish, actually. Yeah. Don't sound Irish. I, can, I know a lot of Irish people. You do not sound. Maybe English. Wrong. Like, we speak, the way that it's been described to me is that when we speak, it's kind of like we sing. See that? Uh, that's what I told Faith, but that's actually more Welsh. That that's the the, the sing songy. Well, you know, it was the Scouse, so the Scouse people <laughs> telling you that you're Irish. I don't exactly. <laughs> but um, did you pick up any like a Scouse accent or any Scouse sang any of the Scouse slang? Or Plazzy, Plazzy Scouse. <laughs> it is so, so, so. I'm gonna say I much prefer. They don't say like home. They don't say home bargains. They'd say, the home bargain. <laughs> so, it always has the, or like, instead of Asda, they'd say the Asda. So, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I love it. I love the Scouse accent. Love it. it. It's funny because I work a lot with the UK girls, and I don't know if you <laughs> notice this as well, but there are so many different accents in the UK, and they're so all uniquely different. You could have two. I've interviewed two girls who live like down the street from one another and they could not <laughs> sound more different in Australia. We have an Australian accent yes, and yes, true. it can be broader or less, but in the UK, I mean, not even like Scottish Wales, it just, you live on the <laughs> same street and they sound completely different. I've never understood it, but you um, know, I, I never thought of it like, like that, as in comparing the UK to Australia, you're, you're so yeah. right. Like the, the Geordie, I, accent, the Newcastle oh. accent. So, different to the Scouse accent, which is super different to the London accent, which is super different to the Yorkshire accent. But even in London is the thing, because my podcast co-host is from London, but she's Cockney London. So yeah. she sounds completely different to one of my friends who's competing at Miss Supranational. She's, she's from Suffolk, she's English, and she's got that very posh sort of the, the Queen's English. <laughs> then you have someone else from London who's Cockney, then you've got the Geordies, and then you're like... And I kept asking people, I couldn't work it out. Like, why do you all sound different? Like, I've interviewed hundreds of you, and there's not two of you that actually sound the same. I mean, in, in Gibraltar, is it just the Gibraltarian accent, or do you guys have, like, all sorts of different accents as well? No, I think it's the, the Gibraltarian accent. It's kind of like what you said. It's broader or yeah. depends how, how much Spanish they speak or how much English they speak depends um yeah. how how they sound that's kind of 
how we can disting distinguish different accents, but really, we all sound more or less the same. <laughs> well, I, I, I am fascinated by the Gibraltarian accent because <laughs> it, it sounds English, but it's not. So I keep trying to figure out, but I, I'm fascinated that you didn't realize like how many different accents there are in the UK. No, I, I, so... I didn't know, but I just hadn't compared it to Australia because yeah. it, it's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Endless source of fascination to me. Um, anyway, we've been on for a minute, so we should probably get towards the final 10 questions. But just before we do. Is there anyone that you would like to give a shout out to? I'd like to give a shout out to my family, to my partner, to Kelvin and Rafa, who are, who are, um, it's Kelvin is a director of Mr. Walter and Rafa is his partner who helps him greatly to Charlene Figueras, um, to Nairi Shikolina. I'm sure I'm missing people, but Thank you to everyone who's helped me um, on my on my Miss Gibraltar journey and all of the people who are helping me on my Miss Grand One. So thank you. You're going to have an amazing time, I'm sure. Okay. Fingers okay. crossed. Final 10 questions. Number one, what is your favorite word? Hullabaloo. Why? You don't normally have to. You don't have to answer why, but I'm just curious. Why hullabaloo? I <laughs> because it's just a funny word, a hullabaloo. <laughs> How long it's, have you? Is that a word you picked up in the UK? I mean, it's not a very, it's a very old kind of word. It, no, it, they say it a lot in, in in well, at least my mom says it a lot in in Gibraltar. What's all the hullabaloo? Okay. I don't know. I, I, it's this is. A, I think someone's asked me this before, and, I, <laughs> and that was my answer. So when you asked me, I just thought, yeah, hullabaloo. <laughs> it is a very funny word, even to say hullabaloo. <laughs> I will tell you, I've never had that answer to a question before. Like <laughs> when you've done as many interviews as I have, anytime you get a different answer, it's like, oh, that's that's one I haven't heard before. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, what's your least favorite word? Uh... Um, um, when when it's in Spanish, when they say um, like clown, like payaso, I, I really, really, really dislike that word because it's so it's so demeaning. I just don't like it when people when people use it. I don't. It's not a word I use. Oh, all. okay. So, but it it means clown as in clown. It's that, clown. That's the literal translation, but it can be used quite um, offensively. I don't like okay. like it. Like almost, a, I don't know. It's like making, you're making fun of someone. It's not nice. Okay. All right. It's interesting hearing in different languages what would be considered quite derogatory in another language. It, it is meaningless. I've, I've had that thing with Chinese where you have certain cursing in Chinese and it's completely harmless in English. <laughs> anyway, um, number three in life, what gets you excited or what turns you on? Hmm... What gets me excited? It sounds really bad. Food. I, I love. It's my, it's my favorite thing when, when, and being, being by, being by a beach, like it's, 
eat having good food by a beach is my favorite thing in the world. How how do you prep for a pageant then? When when your favorite thing is food and you're I near all this amazing food, how do you do that? I'm I'm very lucky. I have a very very fast metabolism. I think doesn't matter how much I train or how much I eat. I just <laughs> I hope you keep that. The fast metabolisms have been known to slow as as you get older. I'm just saying. So you I know. Might want, to, might, might, might want to be a bit careful with that. What, what, what's it? You, you brought up food. What is your favorite food? Or one, two, or three favorite foods if one food is too difficult? Oh my God. Um, I, you know, when people say, um, if you had to choose your final meal, what would it be? Yes. Yeah. So my okay. final meal would be starter chicken liver patty. I'd expect that. Okay. Amazing with caramelized onions. Then my my main would probably be either an Indian or a Chinese um, dish. So it would be either the crispy chili beef with um, with rice or noodles, yeah. or it would be um, a chicken chicken a chicken tikka and um, balti. Okay, yeah. are we having dessert? Uh, yes, of course. Oh, okay. Dessert be something really, really simple. It would be either an ice cream, like a chocolate chocolate ice cream, or it would be something really, really not no, not that complicated, but a tocino de cielo, which is um you heard of flang before. Mm. Flang. It's kind of like flang, but it's sweeter. That's okay. my favorite meal. <laughs> I, I have never had anyone take that question and describe to me in detail a three-course menu. Shall <laughs> I change it and say my, being by the beach? No, but my being with my family by the beach, having a nice meal, my favorite thing, for sure. Chicken chicken liver pate. That that I was not expecting at all. Um, I, I, have you ever tried Peking duck? Speaking of Chinese food, yeah. have you ever tried Peking duck? Because that's one Love of my it. absolute. That's one of my absolute favorites. Um, with yeah, cucumber. Yeah. I don't know how you guys have it, but it's normally with a cucumber shallot uh, hoisin sauce. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have it as a, I'm getting hungry talking to you. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, for lunch today, I decided to be a bit fancy and I had a piece of toast, avocado, smoked salmon, and then I poached an egg on top and put some truffle mm -hmm. oil. And I felt so fancy. Oh, and now I'm just oil. talking. Yeah. It's just that's that's the, the smell. Well, yeah, the smell of it is just something, something else. And then here you are describing chicken liver pate. I'm like, okay, you're obviously not not simple tastes. Um, but I guess if it's final final meal, then you get to have whatever you want. Um, okay, so that was what turns you on food. What about what turns you off? Um, in my mom my mom is a person that that points this out to me um injustice mm. she said you can't she said you you i find it really 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 difficult when when people don't have equal opportunities but even in the simplest of things like mm. i don't know maybe if someone hasn't had a this is a really bad example but if someone hasn't had a turn to do something I'm like, but, but why? Just 
let them have a turn, even if it's a, sh a shorter one, or when um, people have uh, get an, an, an unfair advantage or an unfair disadvantage, those things really play on me. Um, I struggle with that. that. That's one thing that really gets to me. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I would say you probably want to stay away from the news then, if you don't want to hear about injustices. The news would be a terrible, terrible place to be, especially at the moment. Um, okay. What, uh, number five, what sound or noise do you love? I love music. It's a really big thing um, in my life. So I think my, my favorite sound would probably be my favorite songs. <laughs> What's I your guess. favorite songs at the moment? Or is there a particular <laughs> genre? I like everything. I love um, classical music. I love pop music. I love R&B. I love everything. Um, house music. I love everything. Um, country that's music. Quite... Wow. <laughs> Whoa, that's a really broad tone. Going from classical <laughs> to house to country. Is there any type of music you don't like? No. I like it all. I like flamenco music as well a lot. Um, but my favorite 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 song it's difficult i can't more pick difficult my... than you coming up with the with... i have many of them i have a playlist called all-time favorites and i only add a song there if i really 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 like it i i did that but then the problem was I remember I had almost the exact same thing and I back when Lady Gaga released Poker Face. <laughs> I listened to that again. And but the problem is you then listen to it so many times and my iTunes was counting how many times I'd played it and it was in the thousands. And I like, I can't listen to that song to this day because I've ruined <laughs> it for myself. So that's the problem. You have all time favorites and you play it too much and then you But that's the thing um, I don't I, I that's the thing. I'll only add songs to that playlist which are kind of sacred. So I love Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Okay. That's one of my favorite songs. Um, I like um, Redemption Song by, by Bob Marley, but I like the Lauren Hill version. Um, I have Taylor Swift, um, um, Karma, the new one. Karma oh. is. I love that song. Um, that I just, is a I very diverse playlist. <laughs> I know. I have Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Appleton on that playlist. What? I'm telling you, it just it it varies, it varies. My it's fascinating my to hear the stereo at your place. Yeah, my my boyfriend laughs at me because I'll put my phone on shuffle and when we're driving uh, to Spain or somewhere, and he's like, "Jeline, you've got the Little Mermaid." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you've got. The, the most random, like something that's really new on the charts, like a Spanish, like reggaeton song or whatever. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't know if we're coming or if we're going. <laughs> I, I I sympathize with him. I mean, you're going from the Little Mermaid <laughs> to Tennessee whiskey. I'd be like, I'm I'm confused. What are we listening to here? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he turns it off and puts the radio, and he says, "That's it. You're done. <laughs> you're done." That's that's dangerous territory, I will say. When um, when people touch each other's music, it's like, yeah, that, that, that can be very, very dangerous. Or when they talk over it and you're like, 
trying to listen to the song here. <laughs> that always happens when you're playing your favorite song and you're really getting into it and you're wanting to listen to it. And then someone asks you a really stupid question and you're just like, <laughs> can you Not go now. away? <laughs> yeah, you leave me alone. Song and start it from the beginning. <laughs> oh, yes, I do that too. <laughs> um, okay, so that's your favorite sound. Number six, what sound or noise do you hate? Um, when people are cutting their food and the knife scratches Screeches. on the plate. Oh, worst sound ever. Yeah, I can understand that one. That that one's the most normal answer that we've had so far. That that <laughs> one that one I've had so that one I have gonna, had before. I'm gonna leave I'm, this into thinking. What if I just what have I just filled, Jillian? I'm still getting over <laughs> hullabaloo. This is going to be stuck in my <laughs> mind. For, <laughs> I have not. I don't think I've used that word once in my life. I've heard it, but to hear someone say that's their favorite word. That I don't really. I don't use it at all, but it's just a funny word. Hallelujah. Yeah, but now that it's in your head, you're going to use it at some point today, I assure you. Um, okay, so number seven, if you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? I mean, if I was really, really, really being granted this, I would say to stop poverty in the mm. whole world. That's the, the selfless answer, 100%. The selfish answer would be to teleport. Maybe I can get both. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see what we can arrange. I mean, you did have a three-course meal for your favorite foods. <laughs> maybe we can have, maybe we can have two superpowers for the price of one. We'll see. Um, number eight: What job, other than your own, would you most like to attempt? That's hard. Um, I would love to be a to be a singer. I cannot sing. Why you... Oh, okay. I... <laughs> I wasn't sure why that was so funny. It's like, yeah, you love music. I mean... That's why I love music, but I can't sing. Imagine if I could. What, okay, but how bad is it? I mean, there are some girls who say they can't sing and it's just false modesty. And then there are some that sound like a drowning cat. Like, where where are we on the scale? I mean, I think a solid five. <laughs> no, there. That's not that bad. So you can hold a tune, like singing yes. in the shower, singing in the car. It's all right. You just don't want I'm to wind down the windows. I'm not, yes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, to, I'm not tone deaf, but I, Good. but I, I can hold up a rhythm and a melody, but I just can't reach the high notes. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, some some people have lower pitch, I mean, lower pitched voices, so you just find your own range. So yeah. at, at at work, there are a lot of things that need to be sung. So we oh, sing yeah. like a weather song, a circle time song, a timetable song. There's a few things that we sing, and sometimes my teaching assistants go, "That came out really nice." <laughs> came out really nicely and other times they're like i take it back that didn't come out really nicely are you traumatizing the children with your singing <laughs> <are> you? <laughs> oh dear now i'm really curious to hear your singing i won't make you sing i have had people sing on live before um i'm it's, i'm all good <laughs> Yeah, I can tell from the way your eyes went on like this. All right, number nine, what job would you definitely not like to attempt? Um, 
any office job. I would not be able to sit down in an office nine to five typing and I wouldn't be able to do it. No, no way. Have you ever tried? Anything com computer skills in general, I just can't be in front of a screen for too, for too long. I'm, I'm, I'm quite um, energetic. I should have probably I used that word tell. to describe me before. I'm quite, I have a lot of energy. So for me, being sat down <laughs> for, for all day is just, it's not, it's not it. <laughs> you, you say energetic and the other word you use to describe yourself is fun. Do you ever just do randomly impulsive things like for no, no reason? Uh, yes. Like might be a, 11 o'clock at night and I'll think, I've seen a TikTok of these lemon cookies. I'm going to make lemon cookies and I'll get up. My mom's like, I've just cleaned the kitchen. Um, I'm like, don't worry, I'll clean it up. I'll make my lemon cookies. People <laughs> like you, it's very dangerous to be on TikTok because you get all sorts of random bad ideas at 11 p.m. when you really, really should be sleeping. Oh, dear. Did, did the cookies turn out okay? Can you cook? I, I'm going to bet you're a good cook. I'm okay. I'm good. I can get by. I prefer cooking than baking. Yeah. yeah. Same. same. But well, they what, were you, said, you said your singing was five out of ten. How's your cooking out of ten? I would say, I mean, if Gordon Ramsay is a ten, which is the bar is high, yes. I, I would be a seven. That's okay. That's okay. Right. If, we've, if Gordon Ramsay's a 10. I mean, then I'll probably be like a four. Where, no. did, where, when you were over in the UK, did you ever get a chance to go to one of his restaurants? Um, no, but I did go as a treat for um, my boyfriend um, treat, treated me on Valentine's Day. We went to the Savoy in London. Oh, wow. Amazing, amazing. How jealous. Yep. Um, and at the time I was vegetarian and I didn't order the beef wellington. Regrets. Oh, oh. you know what <laughs> Gordon Ramsay thinks about vegetarians, right? He's, I, know, I mean, it's I changed recently. He's not really a huge fan of vegetarians. I, I can't believe you go. went to his restaurant and had, oh, that's such a shame. We need to, we need to go again, again, but with... Um, knowing that I'm a, I'm a carnivore now. <laughs> you can try the Wellington yourself. I have used his recipe to make the Wellington at home. I'm sure it's not as good as what he makes, but it's not too difficult to make. So Got you could try it at home. Finely diced mushrooms and the pastry. Over yep. So you've got the, the, you've got the, talking about food here, you've got the, <laughs> the meat, you've put the mustard around the outside, you put mm. the mushrooms around the outside of the mustard, then you wrap it up in cling film and turn it into like a sausage, put it in the fridge, then you bring it out when it's still cold, put the pastry around the outside, egg wash, and then throw it in the oven, and then you eat. I'm so hungry now. This is ridiculous. Anyway, I, <laughs> I have a – Gordon Ramsay is my favorite chef. When he was over here in Australia, we, uh, I went to a, um, a private event that he was having, and he was there cooking for us, and it was really, really cool. So cool. Um, yeah, so if I was going to anyone's restaurant, it would – I mean, literally the Savoy. Is like his flagship restaurant, so I'm very jealous now. Um, that wouldn't have been a cheap Valentine's Day, I will no. say. 
No, it was a treat. We haven't gone again. <laughs> Although you're vegetarian, so you would have been cheaper, probably. <laughs> traumatized. My poor boyfriend was traumatized. And then I that. broke it with, with ribs. I could have broken it in the Savoy. You know, you really, you really missed a trick there. I think you need to do that one again. Um, okay, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did your best. You were kind. And you, you made an impact on a lot of people. Sounds good to me. Well, Jaylin, it's been a pleasure. We've been on for a while. Thank you for the hullabaloo. When I when I rewatch this, I'm going to regret um, that I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know already which part of this interview I'm going to be clipping out. I mean, there might be several parts, but you know, there's certainly going to be one that has hullabaloo in it. As was a unique <laughs> but um, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, best thank of you luck. For going to be watching with great excitement over uh, at Grant in four months' time, so not long to go now. But um, I'll thank everyone for watching live on the replay. And we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to the pageantsorority.com. I'll see you there and see you in the next video.